What a shot! Holland back the modern eater here with my friend and yours with a baggie of his native soil because we're on his home turf. Industry people, you know where I'm at. Cool people, you know where I'm at too. But this is Mark Burson's. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great. It's How are you been doing? a while. It's been a little too long. I know. I hate to start things out with that dirty C word, but we haven't seen each other since the thralls of COVID. It's true. And I think, uh, you know, I think a lot of people in the industry really came together when we were all shut down. Yeah. and. It's funny, now that things are coming back to normal, everybody's scrambling. I haven't seen anybody, including you. That's right. Normal, I don't know. We're going to find that out. Here we are. This is Shuffleboard. Mark and I want to play a game of Shuffleboard. So we're going to do that. We're going to shoot the shit, hang out like you got the beer in hand rule. Beer in hand. All right, we're going to talk and hang out. I think you'll enjoy this. We're at Don's Mixed Drinks on 6th Avenue. It is called Don's, isn't it? Don's it Mixed Don's. Drinks. Well, Don's Mixed Drinks until we fix the neon sign. Or Club Tavern. Club Tavern. Either one. You know what? I'm going to take the softer color of blue. What do you think? I like it. All right. So we already dis discussed the rules ahead of time. Yeah. We're I, in agreement with everything. I even laid down. You can sort of see the track. It's a pretty good rail shot right there. And we're going to go for it. We're going to go for it. All right. We're playing the 21? Playing the 21. All right. Mark, what? it's interesting. As I frequent a few of your uh, bars, restaurants, College Inn is one that I grew up in. Yeah was just there the other night. I was so impressed. Labor. Labor, is that an issue right now? How are you How are you managing through labor right now? You know, it, the lucky part about being a bar forward company, nice shot. What? <laughs> Sandbagging me. The nice part about being a bar first company is as labor's gotten crazy, we've been able to sort of pivot and go to more bar service. I don't know how my restaurant brethren do it. I mean, if you've got to have a bus staff and a wait staff and a hostess staff, I just don't know how you find enough people. I suspect many people are not. I see a lot of half, you know, dining rooms that are half shut down because they're lacking staff. And so for us, we just retreat behind the bar and say, come see us for service. And so we've kind of dodged the worst of it, I think. Do you think that the staff that you do have, are they wearing more hats? Are you looking to add more people? I mean, you're a very industry-friendly and cognizant person when it comes to that. What's that climate look like? Are they concentrated more people doing more? And to put more onto that, are you finding maybe you had too much staff at one point? Well, there, there's no doubt that, that powering back up from the vid, uh, our staff that was with us discovered ah. how much they could do on their own. Uh -huh. And not having to split the tip bucket one extra way, that's big. Yeah, it so, is big. Uh, yeah, so we are much leaner. When we shut down, we had over 400 employees. We're back, and we're pretty well staffed up how we want to be. We've got just over 250. So. Oh, you did put the pedal to the metal, <laughs> yeah, huh? Yeah, so I, yeah, we, we took advantage of it. But it's funny, as we've tried to add people, you know, the staff that we have, isn't super excited. They're not super excited to add on extra bodies. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of a pretty good match for us. Now with the little pub company, it's interesting because um, some of my favorite places that you acquired and you kept them very neighborhood oriented, you kept the feel of what they are. Now 
it seemed like you were growing, 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 growing. What was the peak amount of bars that you had? We had 26. We had Woo! 26 in, oh, 2017, 2018, right in there. Get off. And uh, well, that was a lot. That was almost too many to, to really manage. What's your strategy here to get some points? My strategy is going to be. Blast it? I'm gonna get, no, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go really. <laughs> Let me get out of your way. I'm going to go really narrow down this rail and take out your far fight. That's my plan. You mother. And you got a point. And I got a point. Two. Maybe two. Good job. So, I mean, listen, that testimony of how you just played that is how you have to be patient in business as well, strategize. There's a lot of strategies. So you were up to 26. What did you get down to when you, you dwindled it down and that dirty C word got into play? Well, when, uh, when, that, uh, when that March 16th date came and the governor went on and said, all right, we're shutting you down tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, we already knew we were at 23 stores at that point, and we were had just started up a brewery project, and so the brewery project was kind of doomed. You know, we had hired a sales team, got a marketing, uh, you know, marketing personnel, everything else. There was no way for that to break through and make money, and we just had to cut that loose. And then we had three other stores. You know, one that we had a lease coming up on. We knew we'd walk from that. And a couple others that we own the real estate that we thought, hey, we can get a little bit of cash to manage through by selling them all. Mm -hmm. So I do think there was a little culling of the herd, mm -hmm. you know, which every once in a while you have these events happen, you know, 9-11 or the 2008-9 recession, where you hear operators say, oh, and then the recession hit, or oh, then the housing crisis hit. And uh, I think that's sort of an excuse for something that people probably knew was already going to happen, Woo! and uh, uh, that's my sense of it is I sort of knew those stores needed to go, yeah. and it gave me a, a really good excuse to get it done. Just like I knew we needed to lean up a little bit, we probably were a little fat and happy as a company, and and so... Ooh, that was ugly. Oh, yeah, dead spot there in the middle. I call it... Uh, pruning the tree you know I have this money tree I swear this thing is it's in my head mentally this money tree I think that as as full and as, as and as, as lush as it is that my pocketbook's gonna be the same it's, just, it's this weird thing I know but when there starts to be some dead leaves on there some extra weight or or the conditions aren't right I have to prune that money tree for it to grow again for it to be healthy. So with that same logic of pruning to be healthy, do you feel you got to that point and are you ready to grow again? I do. I mean, I think uh, I think the company hasn't been as healthy as it is right now in probably a decade. I am so happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, aside from some of the some of the labor uh, some of the labor issues which are just a reality of the industry, really of all industries right now. Oh, jeez. I'm going to have to wax that. <laughs> yeah, other, that was... other, other than the labor issue, things are good. We're, we're, we're just less exposed than most full-service restaurants to all of the things. You know, the commodity, uh, you know, proteins are so crazy expensive. I know you hear all the time. Yep. You know, meat, meat prices, chicken wing prices, everything else. 
Beer and liquor's been fairly stable. Okay, okay, okay. I'm in your same position. I don't think I can pull it off like you, though. Let's see, my man. Yeah, let's see. I mean, let's... Oh, can he do it? Too much. Too much. I have the right thought, though. All right, what do we got there? Is that one or two points? All right, three zip. This, this might be an all-nighter. So we talk about pruning and, you know, you kind of feel a little bit of safety and you got things organized again that you want them to. Are you less, are you less likely to take risks right now? Yeah, I would say, I'd say I pulled, you know, I kind of pulled the horns in a little bit. Yeah. I, I think, I do think everybody's feeling that way. I think there's still just enough uncertainty around things. Like, it is tempting to grow right now because it feels like it's coming back. But, man, recession hits, something bad happens here. We have some kind of crazy return of, you know, what we just went through. Oh, too strong. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get caught with my myself exposed. Yeah. I'm just not going back there. Yeah. I mean, we're, as I said, we're it's a company, we're debt free, and uh, we're feeling good about ourselves. I'm not going to load up on debt and tackle a bunch of new stuff. I'm just not. Now, you've been doing this long. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been in the Since industry? Since 1994. 94? Yeah. Did so you start out behind years. a bar somewhere? How'd yeah. you start out? Yeah, the, the, our first place was. Uh, in Lodo, a place called the Firehouse Park. Ah! That was almost perfect. And uh, we ultimately sold to the Rio Grande guys. Uh, they're on 15th and Blake. And that was a big full service restaurant. And I learned the important lesson of, well, you can get your ass handed to you with a big full service restaurant. Mm -hmm. And so I built our first little pub, which was the Spot Barn Grill uh, in 95. And it was night and day. It was little, everybody showed up to work, you just had bartenders and cooks, and that's when I said, okay, let's... Is let's that where you got the overall name, yeah. Little Pub? Yeah, and so I said, well, we started saying, we're working on the Little Pub project, we're working on the Little Pub project. Oh, strong. And the name sort of stuck around, even though we ultimately called it Spot Bar. And uh, once, we cut, Come on. once we cut loose the firehouse, uh, we really had all little pubs, yeah. so uh, who knew that it would end up being kind of a recession-proof, you know, COVID-proof. We're kind of like the, the the roach that survives the atomic catastrophe, you know. They're pretty small, pretty low-cost operate. That is another great shot. And, uh, yeah, so here I am this many years later. Oh, yeah! Like I'm wide open. Yeah, let's see if I can. Now, this is another great learning moment because a lot of times in life, you know, great countries fall from within. People fall from within. Hubris is something that takes people over, falling from within, right? Oh, yeah. So keeping that tight structure that you have right now, but you're smart, you're wily, and you've been doing this long enough. What's the next positioning? or pick, what do you need to do right now going forward? Well, I think the biggest challenge for our whole industry is, is this labor piece. You know, without some kind of revisiting of the tip credit, service, as people have come to know it, and 
our world is going to have to change because it's just not sustainable to have. Uh, that's so, five big points right that's there. That's five points. You're in the lead. And so I think I think you're going to see more. You are going to see more people experimenting with automation. Mm -hmm. I really think automation is the opposite of what people are looking for when they go out for hospitality. Mm -hmm. So I don't think the solution is automation. I think the solution is efficiency. So that's uh, you're up, right? That's where I'm skating. No, you scored. Oh, yep, so that's me. You get a shoot first. So automation, not the thing. relationships, whether they're vendor relationship, employee relationships, or customer relationship, those three things, that trifecta, how do you nurture and cultivate those three things right now? Well, the customer piece is pretty easy. You know, people like, uh, you know, people are looking for good value, they're looking for something they can't have at home. Woo! And, uh, you know, I think people, people maybe more than ever with remote work, people are craving human connection. So I've always said, and I tell my staff this, we're in a very easy retail industry because when someone walks into our store, they are going to buy our product 100% of the time. And they're probably also coming out because they either had a bad day and they want it to get better, mm -hmm. or they're having a great day and they want to celebrate. All we got to do is not screw that up. And it's so, within this four walls. Yeah. So the, the customer thing, I really don't think it's going to change much. But the employee piece, you know, employees, even before mm -hmm. this tight market, yeah. were like gold. Yeah. And so we're, we're hyper-focused right now on employee benefits, making sure, you know, we complied with the Affordable Care Act. Mm -hmm. Instead of cutting everyone to below 30 hours, mm -hmm. you know. Wow, so, that's so I, big. I think the good, all. Oh, I think the good. I think the good players are gonna are gonna merge in that way. Kind of float to the top. Float to the top, and then, gosh, on the product side, I think we're we're set for some big inflation. There's inflation coming, and oh, hyperinflation. I mean, think of all that money that was infused in the economy without exchanging a good or a service. You can't do that without hyperinflation kicking yeah. in. So, as much as our customers, you, know, you hear it a lot, you know, fourteen dollars for a pound of wings. I think, I think you're going to start seeing wings selling in the high teens. Will people pay for it while they still have the money? I guess, right? They're going to have to. Oh, that's terrible. That's unacceptable. <laughs> That was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> All right, so this is where I have to come through here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a good looking shot. Ah, oh. damn it. Okay, this is you getting back up there. All right, I gotta try to take out those pucks in the middle. Of it. All right. Two points. You had two before, four, so five, four. I had three before. Did you five, have three? Five. five, five. All right. Just seeing if you're keeping track. One of the things last time we caught up, and it was a it was a brief conversation, but I thought an important conversation as well. Your concern was, hey man, I've got a lot of industry bars where people they'd come late, they'd stay late, and and how. What's it going to be like to get people back into bars late night type of thing? Do <laughs> you remember that conversation? Oh, yeah. Well, how did that all play out? You know, it's really interesting you mention that because I remember saying if they're going to force an early closing time at 9 p.m. Mm -hmm. and they let it go to 10 p.m. Yeah. 
and he went for so long, people adjusted their habits. Yep. And not just regular customers, but industry people sure. adjusted their habits. It still hasn't come back. It hasn't. It is really, really a, a strange, strange oh, thing. Because I figured the first late night would really come back with industry people. And even the industry people kind of turn into pumpkins, 12.31 What's the, is that, So do you adjust your times to that, or do you just... We're, we're trying to hold on, thinking, hey, you know, the, the belt's going to loosen and the, it's going to relax. Yeah. But it hadn't happened yet. Not yet. So, uh, All right. you know, I, I do think we fill that role. Our place is really like to stay open for that kind of business so we're going to give it a little more time but with the cost of labor with the cost of labor sooner or later you know it's going to have to go away so so i'm one of those types of people who in business i try to look around corners yeah i try to be you know by the time you catch me i'm gone type of situation look into your crystal ball it's so hard to do. Going in the springtime, summertime, we just talked about, all right, I'm hanging on. I'm going to keep those late night hours there. What do you see with a guy who's had, you know, you, you, uh, you've forgotten about more than I'll ever know about the business. What do you see? You know, I, I see continued success for, Stop it. for uh, outdoor space, beer garden. Uh-huh. I see continued success for for breweries that operate and, and have their food service from food trucks. You know, I think that's something that's going to happen for sure. I think there's going to be a real return to sort of that college bar. Man, this is an ugly game. That college bar feel of <laughs> you, order, you order when you come in and they they call your name and say, Greg, your order's ready. And oh, I just had to put something on the board there. Very, very smart. You're way smarter than you. You're way smarter than you look, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I pride myself on that. That's what I'm talking about. I resemble that remark. One to answer. He's got one to answer. That's a that's a six pointer. No, it's not. No way, yes it is. Damn it. That's a six pointer. So we got eleven to eleven to five. That's a four pointer. That's a four pointer. So eleven and or nine to nine to five. Nine to five. We're going nine to five. Yeah. So I, I, I just think full service restaurants are gonna. You're gonna see massive failures, especially among the corporate, the big corporate restaurants. You're gonna see a lot, a lot, a lot of failures. I'm doing that one again. Do over. You get one more. The, the, get one the guy again. that's ahead. That's always the thing. The guy that's ahead in life takes the oh, mulligan. Geez. Yeah. Sheesh. We got that on film. We got that on film. You know what? There's a faster. Play it down the other way. There's another metaphor that we can go off of just from this game. Mulligans. It's okay to fail, right? You know, I actually think you know people in our industry cling to things. They cling to things too long. Nice. Mm, that was a good shot. And so you just don't want to give it up. And I see, you see people who have restaurants that are failing. I like the way you work. And they hang on it and hang on it until they expend everything they have. And there is something liberating about just saying, hey, what I tried I thought was great mm -hmm. and it just didn't work. 
sometimes the sooner you realize that, it's pretty liberating. Yeah. And so I've actually That's built, the power of quitting. I've actually built and operated 37 bars over the years. Unbelievable. And I have 20 now. Yeah. And the, the 17, I thought all 17 of those others, I thought were great ideas that were going to work. And they didn't. And I figured out how to get good at saying it didn't work and not taking it personally. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's hard to do. I want to I want to actually backtrack a little bit with that with that thought process. Um, there, there's a, a, a great saying. It's the power of quitting. And sometimes your sweat equity holds you back from your potential equity. And there's a lot of things involved. You, I mean, emotional ties. I mean, you look in here right now at Don's on Sixth Avenue. There, there's a lot that goes into it. not just yourself, Mark Burzins, but your staff, the families, the families that come, the dates that have been here. There's a piece of history all over here. How, how do you cut the string and tell us a story? Tell us a story that might have been that time where it was just unsure and you had to go with your gut one way or another. It could have been where you cut the string or it could have been where you held on tighter. Oh, gosh, you know, we built a, an Irish bar kind of right at the end of the Irish bar boom. And, uh, and I decided to name it after my wife's grandfather. My wife's great-grandfather. It's called Patrick Carroll's. Now that's an Irish <laughs> Patrick Carroll's. And so I found old pictures of old family pictures of him and damn it. And uh, framed him up and he was a blacksmith so we had a little sculpture of him with his you know his blacksmith hammer over his shoulder and uh, I just thought it was it was a beautiful place no question and, uh, and it was very personal. You know, it was important to me because my in-laws. I wanted to make them proud, oh. and the Irish, the Irish thing started cooling off. Guinness used to have Guinness on tap everywhere. For sure, people drank it like crazy. Yeah, started going away. The car bomb thing started going away, and it just was not working. And I clung to it and clung to it, and I had spent more on that bar than any other bar I'd ever built. Which was another mistake, you know, I overspent. I lost, I feel a little full of myself, I overspent. So I sort of compounded my mistakes. I I spent too much building it. Damn it! Oh, what a rookie move. That's it, what I get out of it. And then I didn't want to walk away from it as it was costing me money. And, and so, uh, yeah, I, I, stuck Nine, with seven. It. I stuck with it too long. And the day that I decided, let's, let's whiskey, let's sell it. Even before it was sold, it was it was such a relief, and it was such an important reminder that I really thought I was gonna feel like terrible shame and disappointment mm -hmm. in selling it. And the day we listed it, I really felt liberated. Like the weight had lifted yeah. off me, and, and it's such an important. It's just such an important lesson. But I wish I would have made that move. I should have done it a year earlier. Mm -hmm. And you look at a year worth of losses, just compounding, you know, digging digging the hole I'm standing in deeper. And uh, a lot of people do that in business. When the next iteration can be that much better from what you learned. I mean, that's really a great life lesson right there. Thanks for sharing that. That courage that you get from that or kind of pulling the plug and moving on. Did that transcend in the in the other areas of your life to where you felt a growth spurt after that? You know, I, I actually think that 
that uh, it is human nature to start to think as you get older that you you know it all. And uh, you know I think it's really important to, I, I think you gotta be a lifelong learner, you know? And uh, I do think one of the more positive things, I'm a pretty deeply flawed guy, but one of my more positive characteristics is that I'm coachable, you know? I'm coachable, I know how to learn from, I know how to learn, and I'm open to, hey, that was dumb, how can I do better? And so, uh, I usually learn from those things, mm -hmm. and, and I've made so many mistakes. I mean, astonishing numbers of bad calls, because I'm pretty impulsive, I think like many operators, and I'm confident in what I do, which, if you're not confident in your idea, you know, you're, you're crazy to do it. Oh, nice That's job, a beaut. Dude. You'll get that off. I don't know. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try out this other shine. So, I oh, mean. That's a cheap. Oh, what the? <laughs> that should be, you better throw that in the gutter right now. <laughs> throw that in the gutter. <laughs> gotta go up that rail. Yeah, so, so, I, so I, yeah. I think after every time I have one of those experiences, it reinforces, hey, you know, it's okay to fail as long as you learn something from it. And it's sort of like that screw me, screw me once. Yeah. You know, uh, shame on you, yep. screw me twice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, it, as long as you learn, it's okay to fail. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, well, th I, like, I like that thought process as well. Please, good job, Mark. Good job. Back in it. So three, five. So I got another five on top of my seven. I'm sitting at uh, a big 12 points. 12 points. We may have to have, 12, we may have to play to 15. 12, we may have to play to 15. You're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of film. No, because I, I think that, that last portion of what you said as another person, as I near my 50th birthday in July, July 11th, my 50th birthday, I'm constantly looking around because there's a shift that takes place in a person's life to where I can do anything. I'm young. I'm healthy. I got more wherewithal. I'll outlive you. Yeah, yeah. Right? Where do you go to? Where do you draw, number one, that strength from? And number two, how do you continue to innovate when you start getting into the sunsets? <laughs> Gosh, you know, I can tell you. Who where, are you drawing that I can from? Tell you where innovation comes from is you gotta got to look to the next generation and you got to empower your your younger people and trust them to oh, I love it. Try to put it right You're trying to end. give this one to me here. I am. I'll well throw it to the host. <laughs> That's right. And so uh, yeah, we you know we we have a pretty young staff and uh, and I let them I pretty much let them have their store and run. Do you? And so uh, start. Well, let's 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 talk about that for a half a second. A lot of industry people watch the Modern Eater. Yeah, nice. kind of an industry show. You've got the microphone to talk to industry folks. What what do you say to come join the little pub team? What do you how do you talk to them about that? You know, I actually believe the way we run things is as close as you're going to get to owning your own place. You know, we we pretty well give you your store. You've got keys to the store. You get to put your fingerprints all over it, and uh, that's how we end up with a bar. You know, like Don's, it's a Kansas City bar. 
I'm a Denver guy. I'm not a Kansas City guy, mm-hmm. but we had a manager who was from Kansas City. Said, I think we could do it. Draw a Kansas City crowd. And, uh, you know, that's a, kind of an opportunity to take ownership. And uh, so I look at Little Pub as if someone comes to work at Little Pub and says, hey, my goal is to someday own my own place, I tell them you come to the right place. What? I'll teach you. I'll teach you everything you need to know. Oh, I don't know about. I mean, I think, I, I, think, I, think got I got both. both. You do. So that's another four points on top of my twelve. Twelve. You're at sixteen. That's the sixteen. We that's could call strong. it there if you want to. We could Greg, keep going. We only got to get. Both. So, I find business really fascinating in a lot of ways because there's really, well, the bottom line is, are you making money? Are, are you making? Are you getting more in than you put out? So. I think business structure, some people I look to is just either fascinated or brilliant or I giggle at another person. Just across the street, you have a guy, uh, Craig Jones, right? Yeah. And Craig Jones with Angelo's Taverna, um, he's got interesting business models of what he does. Like Eric Hyatt, brings Eric Hyatt in to Angelo's and it's kind of this de-escalating slide to where I'm going to bring you in, you're going to give me your sweat equity and someday I'm going to sunset out of the business altogether, it's gonna be yours. What do you think of models like that and is that anything that you would try? If you know, like, you you know, there's a lot of people around that you're saying, listen, you've got everything that it takes, you got the chops, you got the work ethic, you got the knowledge, but you don't have the capital. Yeah, Yeah. you know, know, I think if uh, uh, that's that idea of, if I if I if oh. I couldn't sell the company as a company uh-huh. someday, uh, and if my kids didn't want to pick up the baton and run with uh-huh. it, that's what I would do. That's I would pivot probably to going to each of my managers and saying, "I'll I'll let you buy me." You know, Here's the I'll, out. I'll carry this. I'll carry it. You can buy me out. Make some benchmarks. See me and yeah, and uh, I I love that idea. Uh-huh. You know. Um, I really think if my kids continue to achieve great success, you know, it, it could be super fun someday to just figure out how to, you know, how to do something amazing like that. Where you say, hey, we're giving everybody their own their own joint. Uh-huh. Send my checks. Send my checks to you know, California somewhere. Or, you know, send my checks to Mexico. Well, that was going to be how I wanted to wrap this up with you. As a guy, listen. Mark, uh, you paid your dues. You're a respected man in this community. You work really, really hard for many years and for many people. How do you how do you see yourself sunsetting, and where is your sunset gonna be seen? <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm still having. I'm more engaged than I've been in really ten or twelve years since. Uh, You're Tom Brady in me right I, now, I, huh? I was kind of forced. <laughs> kind of forced by circumstance to jump back in with both feet and I'm having a great time. So I don't think I'm going anywhere in the very near term, but I'm about to be an empty nester. Okay. So I am thinking about it. And uh, when I think of 95, man, that's that's 30 freaking years almost. Yeah, yeah, I'd say we're almost at 30 years. And and, uh, and I do, you know, I love my wife. We just I dig her more than the day I met her. Awesome. I mean, I really, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with her. Oh my God. And uh, so I'm going to travel more. I'm going to take some, you know, I'll get back to taking some time off. And, and the people who work for me, as I say, if I get hit by a bus right now, 20 keys go in the door tomorrow and the beer starts pouring. That's so, a business. You know, this thing 
especially in the short term, totally will run itself. And so it gives me a whole world of options. And whatever is involved in those options, I'm going to take good care of my people no matter what happens. And uh, and I'm going to enjoy a lot. I'm going to enjoy the late part of life. But I'm, I'm having a pretty, pretty good I love pants. seeing that. All right, here. Hang on here. This is this last shot is going to be the last shot. Whoever goes further, and I'm going to bring like, this one back, like is going to win this game. Oh, you better bring yours back. You have one. Nope, just one shot. One oh, shot. One shot. One shot takes it all. This is the fast side. You played conservative. See, that's interesting. I don't know if that's testimony of anything here. You gotta push, I mean, it, you gotta push it fast enough to get there. I do. I do. What a shot! Hey, it's a pleasure catching up with you. Continued success. Absolutely. Let's just keep killing it. What do you say? Let's do it. I love it. All that. Thanks, Mark Burson. Greg Holland back, the modern eater. We continue. Look at that shot! I know. <laughs>